Ah, creepy robot woman. Uh-huh. Continue. GLaDOS. <laughs> Zoom is upgraded with GLaDOS. <laughs> the uh, meeting will be followed by cake and then immediately followed by death. <laughs> They're just running social experiments on us while we're uh, in this meeting. Uh-huh. Wasn't that every technology company just forever collecting data? Pretty much. Sounds about right. Well, most most tech companies just collect the data. GLaDOS actively manipulates the data. <laughs> and then she likes to fuck with you by offering you cake. Yes. Man, god damn it. Why can't Valve count to three? <laughs> need need a Half-Life three and need uh Portal Three. Uh whatever. That was a that was a joke in in a recent game. Uh, the the Left for Dead series had uh, one and two, and the the developers for it all kind of came back in an independent company and not related to Valve, and they made a spiritual successor for it, and it was Back for Blood, not not a three, but a Back for Blood. <laughs> Todd, are you wearing a snuggie? I am. <laughs> okay. Tony ha- or Todd has like an arsenal of snuggies. <laughs> I do. I have. I have. Well, this one's actually technically a slanket. Is the the brand? It's, <laughs> it's bigger than a snuggie. <laughs> well, and Andrew got slanket. slanket. Well, Andrew's got his his blankie over there. I guess I'm the odd man out. Oh. <laughs> It has been Fritz, so we need something. It's I'm in the back room where there's, you know, not as much ventilation, so it's kind of um, chilly back here. There now, Tony blends in. Yeah, we look like one of us. Blanket. We look like we're in uh, winter cabins, uh, <laughs> in uh, what is it like Civil War era? We're riding to our our loves on the front line. <laughs> <laughs> dearest so-and-so as like a, a very sad fiddle plays slowly <laughs> uh, i mean you got kind of the look there andrew with your going, uh, right? yeah yeah your your captain hook i'm going for uh dustin hoffman yeah you gotta you gotta figure out how to make it tick <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice what? there you go <laughs> Anyway, yeah, visual comedy is always great on a podcast. <laughs> it's on, on an audio medium, absolutely. Just imagine, listeners, a big old mustache like Dustin Hoffman on the movie Hook. There you go. There you go. He's uh, definitely civil Civil War general right now. There yep. you go. <laughs> you got to get that that long draw. The Union. And... Hey, the Union. <laughs> okay. Go. Yeah, just specify that. Hey everybody, welcome to the Getting Off Topic Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is Sunday night. This is Tony. It's Todd. It's Andrew. And Meg. Yeah, full house tonight. Um, much deserved because it's uh, it's been three weeks since our last episode. Yeah. I don't know why I'm all the way up here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, we, we were going to skip that extra week because, well, because Meg and I almost went to Puerto Rico, but uh, <laughs> that didn't happen. And then Todd, you were busy anyway. And so we skipped the week, but whatever. Anyway, but uh, what's, how you guys been? What, what are you, uh, Andrew, let's start with you since it's been a while. What are you? It's been a while. It's been uh, a while. 
what do you, so what are you playing? <laughs> um, just getting caught up on stuff. Like I finally was able to watch uh, Shang Chi now that it is on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, like that. It was it was fun. It was worth a watch. I'm glad I I caught it. Uh, kind of interesting to see how it leads into the rest of this new whole multiverse saga. But I have to say, so wait, spoilers? Can I list them or? Yeah, it's been long enough. Yeah, Shang Chi spoilers, everybody. Okay, yeah, just just FYI. So at the very end, you know. Per usual MCU fanfare, there's an end credit scene in which it shows a Bruce Banner non-hulked out, which I found to be odd. I don't know if I'm missing something somewhere along the lines, but I thought post, uh, yeah. uh, what was it, Endgame, he was, you know, hulked out with the Bruce Banner intellect. So I'm wondering what took place in that. Yeah, they they haven't explained it yet, but I'm guessing we're going to see in She-Hulk, the series, because he's a big part of that. That's true. Um, yeah. Um, and he is still injured, by the way, so his snap hand was in the... the... It was in the big brace and stuff, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Eternals and Theaters, kind of the whole MCU experience, so that was interesting. Uh, that one uh, we have not seen yet. Started Hawkeye. I got through the first episode and I was pleasantly surprised. I wasn't sure if I would really take to it or not, but the first episode had some good potential. So I'm going to probably continue with that as well. And Oh, and uh, I haven't started it yet, but I'm very excited with the second season of Centaur World. For uh, Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. The one. First season. All right. I, I'm going to start that as soon as I get some time to pop on a couple episodes. All right. I remember you. You were raving about that. I have to add that to our never-ending list. <laughs> it's so good. The first season was one of my favorite things recently that I've watched on Netflix because it's it reminds me of a very Adventure Time esque where it's like four kids but with veiled adult humor and mm-hmm. with an underlying really kind of dark theme of like a, a brooding war between this super dark force that you know these excuse me, unassuming creatures have to actually go up against. So mm-hmm. pretty cool. Those are playing those are anything. Kind of... okay. Uh still on Destiny 2, like always. Uh I got into some mobile games after hearing about them from some people. Uh SNKRX or Snake Redo basically is a, a cool little battler that's a fun take on the, the snake. I don't remember you, you know you gobble up oh, cell phone snake. Game? Yeah. But well, <laughs> this time instead uh, you kind of get little, the, the individual parts of you are different classes that can combine to do different effects and stuff. So that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah. Did you see the, the trailer for Destiny 2, The Witch Queen? I did. Yeah, I actually just, uh, I didn't buy the expansion yet, but the 30th anniversary uh, hullabaloo that they just put out last, this last Tuesday <laughs> was pretty cool. Uh, basically, there's a whole event that is treated almost like a game show or like a Squid Games that you are competing on, and it's uh, it's pretty fun. I, I like what they did with it. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. That's me. I'm just imagining, like, in my head, like, the alternate names for that, like, Snake 2, Nokia's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Snake Ouroboros for real this time. <laughs> for reals. Todd, how about you? What you playing? What you watching? What's going on? Uh, been watching a little bit of everything lately. Um, watching uh, Discovery. I watched uh, the uh, uh, Cowboy Bebop Netflix show. Uh, watched, yeah, ouch. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Already, not even a month. Uh, God, three weeks. Three <sighs> weeks. It got 
Okay, we have nice things. No, nope, not at all. I can uh, I've really been addicted recently to Critical Role so much. I'm watching the new campaign, and I'm going watching, going back and watching the second campaign as sort of my binge watch show right now, because uh, it's just ridiculously addictive. I never watched the second cam- campaign. I just watched a lot of the first campaign. And then I don't remember what it was about four or five years ago, but I stopped watching. And then I came back to it during the second campaign, but I was completely lost. So I said, fuck it. I'll just wait until this is over and binge it all. And then, so I got third campaign. I got that on day one, about a month ago, started watching that and I've been addicted to that. So I decided I'm not watching anything else that takes up a lot of time right now. So uh, I'll go through campaign two and I'm flying through. I mean, they're like four or five hour episodes and I'm already on episode like 11, like a week into a week into the watch. <laughs> I've heard a uh, lot about the critical role, like, cause I also like listening to live like D and D podcasts and stuff. How's the best way to watch critical role? Is it on a podcast? Is it on like YouTube or Twitch or what? How do you watch So that? They have all three. Okay. Um, you can watch the live episodes as they're premiering on uh, Twitch or YouTube, either one. Um, if you want to watch the VODs of previous episodes, the best way to do it is YouTube. They also have it in podcast form if you don't have time to sit down and watch it or if you don't have like – it's 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 an okay background watch as well. So you can put it on like a second monitor or something or a phone or a laptop and watch it off to the side. Um, but half the joy of watching that show is is actually watching their reactions and their interactions between the cast members because they're so good together mm-hmm. but if you don't have if you don't have the ability to do that you can listen to it in podcast form so they have all three medias or all three methods to watch it yeah it seems similar to um uh i, I need to jump on uh, g4 uh, now they're, I mean, they're available in a few uh, cable services, not in our area. It's not on Spectrum. Uh, there's no G4 channel anymore, but... Uh, Comcast owns it and they haven't really licensed it out to anybody yet. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to push it out to more, but they, I mean, you can get the live stream on Twitch and then YouTube, um, you know, they have the saved episodes on there. But my uh, my buddy Eric reminded me of it because he's all on it on top of it. He's like, oh, my God, Attack of the Show is back. Like, I haven't laughed this hard in years. <laughs> so, yeah, I got to say. They don't have a over. holiday buyer's guide with somebody drawing dicks on the screen. Yes! <laughs> it's not G4. Oh, God. With Matt. What, who was it? Matt, Matt Myra and Matt. Um, and and uh, Bailey. Oh no no it was um it was Matt Myra and uh, their guest host I'm blanking on his freaking name Jack Harkness from um from Doctor Oh Who. John Berriman John Berriman thank you <laughs> as the guest host when they when they already knew that they were like getting kicked off the air when the the network they didn't was give a fuck down. yeah so those last episodes they just went nuts it was fantastic uh good memories yeah um oh yeah Todd you were uh, bringing up critical role again to me because i was uh telling you i just finished last of us two and you're like holy shit ashley johnson she's uh you didn't know that she was ellie she's the voice no, of ellie didn't know yeah that, and then that... another critical role girl uh Lori, lauren laura bailey laura bailey that's right voice actress yeah um yeah can't really say anything else about last of us two spoilers and then meg wants to play it so the 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 voice or the cast of Critical Role are prolific voice actors. 
Yeah. So like, you pull them up and they're in like a thousand games and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Games, TV shows. I think a couple of them were on Avatar and Korra. Yeah. So nice. They are very DMs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's literally like the highest tier of D D. Like they are beyond <laughs> incredible. D and D elite. Yeah, it's like it's like you it's like if your home game is if, if your home D D game is like kids playing on the sandlot, critical role is like the MLB players playing in the World Series. Gotcha. They're the the great bambinos. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Uh well. Meg and I have been up to our usual. I've been binging my PS4 games. Oh my God, Andrew! I can't remember if I told you. I told Todd because uh, I was I couldn't believe it. So, at the end of the PS4's life cycle, only now do I discover that I can remote play on my laptop. Oh. <laughs> so that's been making gaming much easier um, when I can't get to you know the TV. So I've been finally catching up. Yeah, I saw you were starting Horizon. Uh, how'd you, I, how'd just you like start, I just started Horizon. I, I'm only like five minutes into it. I can really, yeah. I was too busy yesterday. But I finished Shadow of the Tomb Raider a few weeks ago, floored through The Last of Us 2. And then I was trying to decide between Horizon and uh, Spider-Man, but I ended up going to Horizon. Todd was like, that is right up your alley. Turn it on now. <laughs> so. It's a really good game. I, I've got platinum in that one. I liked it so much. Yeah, Yeah, actually bought that game twice once on the PS4, once on the uh, PC. Yeah, I can definitely tell me it's coming out in a year less. I forget exactly. Something like that. Yeah, Yeah, Horizon Zero uh, Forbidden West comes out next year. It was supposed to come out this year, but it got delayed. Yeah, Yeah, I was kind of jealous seeing Tony play it because of the first playthrough game feels. (laughs) <laughs> it's like you'll never get that ever yeah. again i think it was the same thing with uh when i finally uh started playing breath of the wild yeah and you're watching you're just like ah the feels yeah yeah uh, although technically i never finished all of horizon zero dawn there was like one quest that i didn't finish on the dlc but, oh, like side missions. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I had finished the actual game storylines. So. Yeah. Well, you didn't complete it, so time to go back and do a complete oh, playthrough okay. again. Yeah, yeah it's gonna start from the beginning again. That's I? it. Yep. That's, that's me right now playing Skyrim all over again for the fiftieth <laughs> yeah. time. Oh, my one of if I had to think off the top of my head, like games where introducing it to somebody else and getting those jealous vibes. Oh God, your first time. Um, and then wanting to replay it all would be the Bioware ones for me. So like that, I've got that Mass Effect Legendary Edition waiting. But the only reason I'm, I'm putting other games before that is because that is a whole three game massive journey and that's going to take forever. <laughs> but I'm going to get around to that eventually too. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so I've been playing games. Meg's still all up in uh, Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Um show of hawkeye been watching hawkeye we're all caught up there's only like two Four. episodes oh left. left i think it might be a six episode so yeah maybe only two episodes left yeah like uh falcon and winter soldier oh yeah uh, two episodes left because it's supposed to end right after um spider-man 
So I think there's like one episode left because Mandalorian is or uh, Book of Boba Fett is the next Boba premiere. Coming. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's coming out. That ends well, right all after. All the things coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Fine. Next, I, I'll go ahead. Next year is going to be very Star Wars heavy. Where this oh, year yeah. it was very Star Wars light. I think we only <laughs> had Mando season two. Mm-hmm. Um. Next year is going to be Star Wars heavy. Mando season three. Um, Mando season three and or Obi Wan. Yeah. Uh, Book of Boba Fett premieres this year, but it's mostly next year. Yeah, for sure. Um, In the last several weeks, in the last few weeks, the second half of Masters of the Universe Revelation came out. Binged all that. It's fantastic. Andrew, have you checked that out yet? Haven't started that one out. I just keep getting confused because there were like two He-Mans released. It seems like almost simultaneously. Yeah, there were. Um, One is very kids related. Yeah. very very kids related this is more of a young adult with a bit of adult humor sprinkled in yeah masters of the universe revelation it's all on netflix now it's they 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 released it in two parts i think like five episodes a piece so probably 10 episodes total if that okay so it's not um yeah it's a it's a quick breezy thing but it's just ridiculous fun that's all i can say (laughs) and the the other one world two first but then i'll get around to that yeah, the other one that you're thinking is a very like a 3D kid style animation. This yeah, yeah, yeah. is this is very much 2D throwback to the original series. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so now I know which one to look for. Okay, probably yeah. one of these days. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. We did fly through Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop, of course, and fucking Netflix. Ugh, God, <laughs> that uh, it just hurts because it's it. You know, it's at first we didn't know what to expect from it, but it was like weird and wacky enough like okay let's follow this and it just kept getting better and things started solidifying and coming together and i liked the way they changed things up um Faye is just amazing like where she's one of the characters in the the show the original anime where you know it's an anime from 1998 99 <laughs> like the the she's the most well-written female character in the whole show but she's still very much a throwback just like stereotype femme fatale where this she where daniel Pineda took her and the, the writing took her to like a amazing fleshed out character and it was like looking forward to her next part of her journey and they finally brought in ed at the end and and then the twist the big twist with julia spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it yet but um I, ugh, it's just disappointing it sucks oh well oh one more i was going to mention andrew you were talking about describing the centaur world thing how the the very lighthearted stuff mixed with very dark stuff yeah meg and i finally finally flew through over the garden wall oh okay which we heard for years from people like oh it's amazing you have to check it out and we finally did but that was really awesome (laughs) yeah that's a very good series as well yeah definitely also has kind of adventure time sort of vibes to it even the the style of animation sort of too yeah yeah um Yeah. Another one that if you, we watch this every now and then, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but um, oh my God, why can't I think of it? Uh, the, uh, I'm, God, never mind. I'll come back to it because I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> a boy and his twin sister go off into like West Virginia to with their creepy great uncle who owns a mystery shack. And it's a bunch of like the cryptids and oh man. I don't know. Oh, it's on Disney Plus. And I, I've watched the series like three times now. 
<laughs> for the life of me it'll hit you as we're signing off I'm the just podcast yell it out real quick yeah well in the meantime um back to all that gaming chat the big the biggest news uh as of late is just a few days ago we had the game awards 2021 yes and a plethora of announcements reveals teaser trailers the works so todd why don't you take it away what's uh Okay, I'll, uh, uh, the awards really don't fucking matter, so I'm, not, yeah. I'm just going to skip by all of that. Yeah, um, forget that. <laughs> the announcements, teasers, and reveals. So first off, the we had a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game what? announced. So it's very much, I think it's in the style of the one monster versus people type game. Isn't um, that like, a, was Dead, Dead by Daylight? Daylight? Yeah. Dead by Daylight. Um, there was a Friday the 13th version of that. So, yeah, um, I wanted actually, I think in the Epic Game Store right now, or maybe I missed it, but a few days ago or last week, I noticed that that was one of their free games. You know, they rotate every now and again, like here's a free game and I almost grabbed it. But then I realized like, well, in order to make it worthwhile, you have to buy all the extras like you have to buy all the characters and stuff. And it's like, I don't know yeah, if I want to fall that- into that trap. That, that that genre is very microtransaction heavy. Not only that, but it's a group game. It's like a party game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to play with other random people or you have to play with friends. And it's those type of games are very entertaining with friends. They are very frustrating with random people. <laughs> so, yeah. I think the uh, upcoming Evil Dead game is a similar mechanic. Yeah, similar thing. It's It's one versus players well a player versus a group of players so again you you want a group of like five or six people to play with because you don't want to play with randoms Uh, so next up we had our i think it's actually in-game game footage the first trailer for homeworld 3 which is a very throwback sci-fi rts which is so needed right now we haven't had a well, actually, we got Age of Empires 4 that just came out, and it's really good. But we haven't had a good RTS, especially a sci-fi or fantasy-themed RTS in forever. Uh, so, real-time strategy. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that... oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, speaking of that, did you catch uh, Dune Spice Wars? Yes, that's one of the last ones on this list. But uh, that is interesting. Not much has been released about that yet, mm-hmm. but it's an RTS set in the Dune, uh, Dune franchise. So yeah. it's well, it's an RTS with 4x. They 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 called it an RTS with 4x elements, which uh, really interests me. So 4x are games that are like empire management and sort of like the Excel games that I play, like uh, um, Hearts of Iron, uh, the, the Grand Paradox Strategy games, Europa Universals, Crusader Kings. So they're, they're games where you are the figurehead of the government or the monarch of the government, and you manage the empire through adjusting laws and very mundane things that you as a gamer probably wouldn't like, but <laughs> they can they appeal to certain other types of gamers that like long, repetitive, and... So- uh, replayable games politics the game yes very much <laughs> very much politics the games but uh, like they, they... politics and city building and like war managing games uh i 
love I, I my affections lie where Todd eloquently puts it the games where you walk five paces and get an hour of story <laughs> <laughs> yes. that's my jam <laughs> yeah but they they do make it interesting with like random events that pop up here and there and funny things that happen and, and jokes like and Crusader Kings too. If you're uh, if you're monarch, if you're if the the character that you're playing as goes crazy, you could uh, appoint a horse named Glitterhoof as your uh, as your <laughs> regent because you're batshit insane. The horse talks to you, and you can talk back to it and make it make it, uh, decisions for the entire kingdom and take the horse as a lover. <laughs> okay, I love this already. Okay. Uh, Lord Glitterhorse. <laughs> Glitterhoof. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, after that, we have uh, sort of a resurgence from a thought dead studio. Telltale is yes. back. Uh, they actually had a couple of announcements. This yeah. uh, we have uh, Telltale uh, Games: The Expanse. So now, for fans of The Expanse, they are getting a, sh- an, a, a game from that. Yeah, that's on my to do watch list when that show eventually finishes. Is it done now or are they, they're still going? Uh, the, I believe it's in the final season now. Okay. Yeah. I definitely want to check it out once it's all, it just seemed like so much and we were already Is watching other things. Wow. Captain Hook Andrew's not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it's in five or six seasons and, it's an Amazon show that got picked up from another, uh, another, I think sci-fi channel canceled it mm-hmm. and Amazon picked it up. So it's only uh, like five or six seasons. And I would guess probably 10 to 14 episodes per season. Yeah. So is telltale actually back or is it a new company built from like veterans from telltale? Well, it's, it, it literally says telltales, the, uh, the expanse. So, oh, okay. um, but from what I understand, they declared bankruptcy and uh, probably sold off most of the company. So it was reorganized under another developer, another publisher. But yeah. a lot of the original developers that didn't quit over financial issues are still there. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I also saw they are, um, I don't think there was a trailer or anything for it, but they're working on a Star Trek Telltale style game, right? Yeah, Star Trek Resurgence. There was a, it was just a bit of a sizzle type thing. Um, it uh, it was like a thirty second trailer. It takes place directly after um, Next Gen, so it's in that era. Nice. Okay. Cool. cool. Uh, we also got a new Monster Hunter Rise uh, expansion or DLC. If you're a Monster Hunter fan. Um, couple of other games that uh, i don't know anything about uh, uh persona 4 is getting a switch uh and ps4 release uh for an expansion i think yeah. the next uh, big go ahead tony oh sorry uh, i was gonna mention uh meg you might be interested in some horror games uh-huh. uh the creator of silent hill uh, released the Bokeh Game Studio, a team led by the original Silent Hill creator. He uh, released a teaser for this creepy ass new horror game called Slitterhead. And it's basically looks like monsters disguised as people, almost like the thing, but then like they're 
heads like some guys like walking down a rainy alley at night and some like cute girl like looks at him and the next thing you know like her freaking head opens up like just like a giant mouth of teeth and whatever and then you see the shadow of her turning into some giant crazy anime monster thing like parasite style yeah yeah oh yeah actually it, it kind of reminded me of uh dead space the the necromorphs like, cause once she like fully expanded and mutated in that thing, it's just this big thing with giant, like blades for legs and whatever, just coming at the dude. But that looked fun. Uh, if you're into the horror game stuff and a surprising one, uh, I was actually talking to Byron, uh, earlier about this, uh, Alan Wake, uh, they announced an Alan Wake two, a sequel after all these mm-hmm. years. Um, they just released the remaster of the original, like not too long ago. So I guess like, okay, they were building up to this. So I don't think they really said too much about it, but it's definitely um, like hard into the survival horror genre. Yeah, they really didn't release any information. It was just literally a long shot that comes into the titular character. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also got a announcement of a Wonder Woman game. So we don't know what form that's going to take at the moment. But it's actually from the devs of, I thought it was from the devs of uh, the Arkham games, but it's not. It's actually from the devs of the Shadows of War games. Yeah, Shadow so, of Mortar, which you said are very similar to Arkham, right? Yeah, they play very similar. Yeah, third person action. It's yeah. it's WB games. It's, it's all, they, they pretty much make the same game across their studios. Oh, yeah. So, uh, also, guess, oh, go ahead. We got that, and then we had uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming out for PC. We saw the Destiny 2 uh, expansion pack. Um, Cuphead uh, is getting a final DLC, so if you're a Cuphead fan, you get one more DLC. I love the whole style of Cuphead, and I bought Cuphead. It is impossibly difficult. Like It's yeah. one of those games that just makes you angry, and I had to stop playing it. I could just couldn't get anywhere with it. Yeah. Which makes and me it, sad because I love the whole world and visuals, those old like Max Fleischer looking cartoons. But and it's definitely it. it's definitely a game that doesn't have a uh, four noobs story mode. Yeah, no, <laughs> not a Tony mode. Nope, <laughs> it's like it's, just punishing boss battles. It's it's kind of yeah. hilarious because that's one of the uh, the funny stories and like in jokes of gaming. Cuphead like destroys. Uh, game reviewers <laughs> because it, it initially got terrible reviews because the game reviewers a couple of the game reviewers literally couldn't get past the first five minutes of the game yeah, uh, yeah that was me <laughs> but uh the big the big announcement uh the the really big two well one of them's not as big but it's big for me because i love this warhammer space marine 2 is coming out and it looks fucking amazing. Okay. Anytime you get to pay, play as a big ass giant fucking space marine, just <laughs> just saw, chainsawing the shit out of uh, uh, of aliens, uh, it's a good time. So I'm looking forward to that. And then the big reveal was Star Wars Eclipse. Now, yeah, that was this, a trailer. That was a trailer. This is uh, unfortunately in early early development, so this was all like concept and like CG trailer and it looked very much like a star Wars movie. You saw all kinds of uh, different aliens. You saw Sith and, and, and Jedi battling. And then there was a moment where 
oh, what's what's going on here? The Sith and the Jedi were standing side by side. You see like a red and a a blue lightsaber like standing side by side looking at something. Yeah. Um, so there's some sort of evil that's uh, not Sith or Jedi related. Yeah. Um, you had some uh, trade federation space battles in there. You had a, a little pensive shot of uh, Yoda staring out the window of the Jedi Council room. Yes. Very recognizable ships. You had uh, some of like the Hammerhead cruisers and the Old Republic cruisers, and uh, there was like an N1 fighter in there that was crashed in one of the scenes. Um, it takes place in the High Republic era, so this is about 100 to 200 years before, anywhere between 100 to 200 and then up to like a 1,000 years. Well, since Yoda's in it, so probably limits that to about 500 years since he's around 900 years old yeah. so 100 to 500 years before uh the clone wars basically right yeah so described as an intricately branching action adventure game that can be experienced in many ways and puts the destinies of multiple playable characters in your hands hmm. now the studio behind this is quantic dream they did uh detroit become human they did uh heavy rain which are very like story driven um yeah yeah kind of game so it'll be interesting hopefully they go more little more open worldy knights of the old republic rather than closed off um like I, I just don't want to see it as an uncharted style game like your alley. I know that's your alley. I but... have a feeling it's going to be, I mean, based on the studio and their past works, it sounds like it's going to be a pretty on rails story, but as yeah. they described, it's going to be kind of a choose your own adventure. Like the choices are going to make the story branch into different ways. So, so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm holding out hope for it. And, it, and it's a new star Wars RPG. Like, yeah. I mean, any, anytime we get a new star Wars RPG, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now not all the news at the game awards was uh, about games we got the uh, trailer for the live action halo series yes that looked pretty cool looks interesting yeah very amazon produced generic but interesting yeah well this is a uh, paramount plus actually it's going to be on oh it's paramount plus yeah, yeah. um there was that's why that's why it looked like it was a shot out of star trek discovery yeah <laughs> kind of looked like it um there was also more uh gameplay footage a bunch of gameplay uh, well gameplay trailer for suicide squad kill the justice league that looks super fun and bonkers <laughs> um i guess uh, the basic the basic storyline is um uh what's his face um Big crazy AI out to kill everybody. Brainiac. Brainiac. Brainiac thank you. Has mm -hmm. like taken over, possessed the Justice League, and so the Suicide Squad gets sent in to kill the Justice League <laughs> <laughs> and save the day. Um, yeah, but yeah, lots of just action shots, fighting in a city, and it looked like a bunch of like Brainiac's little like android minions or whatever, and it just looks like stupid fun. Yeah, just beat him up fun. You get to play as Harley. You get to play as King Shark, Boomerang, probably a couple other characters. What Was that Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang? Because it really sounded like it. I don't think it was. Oh, okay. I don't think they brought back any of the characters. 
Okay. Definitely not Harley. I didn't recognize that Harley voice at all. Yeah. And the Harley design was a little more conservative than usual. Yeah. I wasn't that big of a fan of it, but, uh, but, but the rest of it looks great. Um, what else? What else? I think that was the big ones. Um, for for sonic fans <laughs> there was a, <laughs> oh yeah there was a sonic frontiers which is actually a unique one because this is their take at a, a at an open world sonic open game. world open 3d world sonic uh, hedgehog game but so. it was it, it kind of took me out of it because you had the very cartoonish looking sonic and then you had the sort of realistic kind of looking world that he was in yeah very high res sort of um oh, um fields and cities and whatever i don't know i wonder if they're kind of trying to go off the movie with that you know how there was that you know sonic although cgi who a little cartoony but took place like in our you know real ass world maybe possible real ass world real ass world (laughs) which speaking of which they also released alongside that the sonic 2 trailer Um, i'm excited i I watched the first one with my my kids a little I don't know, not sure of it, but it, it turned out better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. I, I It's still on my list. I got to get around to it. But mainly, I just want to see, does Jim Carrey still have it? And, <laughs> I, well, he's I still... think he nailed it in the first one. I really did. And it yeah. looks like it's going to be just about the same in this one of him just kind of laying it on thick and doing, you know, what he does best. So I hope so. Just yeah, there an over-exaggerated a... version of himself. Exactly. Yeah, there was a lot of him in the trailer, and uh, I saw a, a little article with the director just saying like he, like he can't wait to show everybody what Jim Carrey has in store this time. Like he goes even more over the top than last time. So, so my, my... that's what I'm really growing my mustache out to is going to be one of those. You want the Robotnik, Robotnik mustache? By the time the movie comes out, I want the full Doctor Robotnik. Yeah, it's got to so... be a good at least a good six inches on both sides off of your cheeks <laughs> exactly oh and one last thing for at least right now gravity falls is what that show i could not remember the title of is so gravity falls mm. i've always amazing. heard good things yeah okay gravity falls and so speaking of sonic 2 one of and by the way idris elba is playing knuckles mm-hmm Right. And one of my favorite Twitter interactions happened when that got announced uh, a couple of months back is some movie reviewer had posted on Twitter. Ugh, am I actually going to have to see people want to fuck a cartoon character? <laughs> and then the first response to that was, oh, honey, have you never seen any furry or rule 32 content? Yeah. That shit's been going on forever. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, okay. oh, man. Uh, um, one last one that I saw uh, for, I don't know if it was, this was announced at the gaming awards or if it was uh, right before it or after or something, but um, I guess some ex uh, Bioware devs, uh, some Mass Effect and Dragon Age guys um, revealed their new project, uh, Nightingale. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah, online survival game. It looks like a mash of a bunch of genres. Yeah, I, I told you about that one. It was from the Game Awards. Okay, yeah. So you've got like a Victorian gas lamp steampunk sort of vibe with the characters and also like heavy fantasy. Like they travel into, they use these portal devices to travel into different realms or dimensions or something. And they're in like a 
freaking Narnia or Lord of the Rings world or something with, with giants and ogres and all kinds of stuff. And um, I don't know much about the story beyond that, but it just looks like a gorgeous game. And it's also uh, like a base building survival, kind of like a rust style game. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is right up my fucking alley. Yeah. Yeah. That looked really cool. Oh, here you go. Uh, Nightingale, you play as Realm Walker, a human refugee searching for the last haven of humanity, Nightingale. You'll have to journey through fantastical worlds full of dangerous and wonderful creatures, partnering up with other Realm Walkers for safety or risking it all by going alone. Yeah, it looks fun. Looks Uh, good. That's on PC sometime next year. Yeah. I did forget one thing uh, that mm. uh, was kind of bonkers and crazy looking. Mm. So uh, Keanu Reeves and uh, Miss Terry Moss <laughs> was at uh, mm. the Game Awards as well. Mm-hmm. And they premiered a, uh, not a trailer for a video game version of The Matrix, although that would be amazing right now. <laughs> uh, but they showed off the new Unreal Engine 5, which is the next-gen version of the Unreal Engine. Mm-hmm. It's about 10 minutes of a proof of concept. Um, yeah. And, of course, it's a, they did it in the style of The Matrix, and it looks fucking photorealistic. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks so amazing. Super accurate. Yeah, <laughs> the, the games that are going to start coming out on Unreal Engine are going to be bonkers. They're going to be unreal yes it's gonna it's gonna be the uncanny valley uh, at, at some point soon because like this literally looked almost photorealistic like it, it makes it makes like gta 5 look like playstation 2 graphics <laughs> it makes it look like uh gta trilogy <laughs> oh god <laughs> we do we do not speak of these things <laughs> oh god well, even that, I mean, I, I remember the uh, when Cyberpunk was, I mean, before the release, uh, when they had that promo trailer of uh, Keanu Reeves' character. Yeah. I mean, that looked real enough right there. I mean, I don't know how well it plays now. Um, but no. yeah. Anytime you see those first, like, trailers, they're always, like, super, super, like, specced up and polished to the nth sure. degree. Like, the polished short film just for a trailer yeah if you look at the like the the gameplay reveals or the announcement trailers for like the division and the division two like those were some of my most hyped games i was looking forward to and then when you actually got to play the game it was like so much of a toned down version of what you saw that it wasn't wasn't even close jeez yeah um one more bit of news. This is uh, this is a bit old, but it's been this long since we podcasted. I think shortly after our last episode, um, there was confirmation that a Mass Effect TV show is in development at Amazon. Which I'm excited. I'm also... Was it confirmation or was it rumors? Because there was I think, still... I think it was confirmed. Okay. I mean, it's still in early development, but they're working on it. They're trying to get it, get it done. But, but yeah, it's, uh, I think one of the, uh, the old uh, Mass Effect team, one of the creative like 
big wig guys. I forget who it was, but he kind of uh, replied on Twitter about it. And he was like, kind of echoed my thoughts. Like I'm excited, but at the same time, anything like any of those games where you customize your character into these big RPGs, it's going to be really tricky, I think, to get a satisfying experience. Like you just, because you have to pick like, what are they going to pick for Commander Shepard? First off, there's the big gender debate, like whether you're yeah. you know, male Shep or femme Shep. Um, but then beyond that, it's just like, is it, are they going to cast somebody who looks like default guy or what? <laughs> that was kind of, that was kind of like the, the, one of the big sticking points that Fallout 4 had on its initial release. Mm-hmm. People were upset at a voiced protagonist because, hey, this protagonist has always been unvoiced so i could always rp myself or whatever i wanted onto this voice right and now right. i'm forced to listen to this generic male actor or this generic female actress yeah and and uh you know these uh especially like games like mass effect and uh, uh dragon age and whatnot and you're customizing your character you're customizing um throughout the adventure you're all of your choices that you make you're playing more like a paragon or or um or renegade or whatever for the, that's specifically for the mass effect but like you know the good guy bad guy middle gray area choices like i don't know i, I mean I'm, I'm sure they could probably make it work but I, i'd just be curious which way they go about it if it's just going to be like are we going to get like a goody two shoes um uh shep just because you know he's the hero are they going to try to mix it in and create some drama where he makes like some shitty choices sometimes, but he also still has to be like the hero of the whole universe. So I don't know. And then we also had the, 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 the hint of Henry Cavill, like interested in it or possibly wanting oh. to do that. Yeah, of course but, he <laughs> but he is on the verge of possibly like doing a fuck ton of Witcher content. Uh, well, I know he he said uh, uh, a couple weeks ago that he's fully on board with uh, the showrunners uh, plan for they have a, a rough idea for like seven seasons of content or something. And he's yeah. like, I'm 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 game as long as we're still telling good stories, as long as we're honoring the original stories and whatnot in books, then I'm game. So. Well, not only that, but Netflix doesn't have much in original like content lined up since they're they've canceled a lot of their like things that they wanted to be tent poles they wanted altered carbon to be a tent pole it got canceled they wanted the uh, cowboy bebop to be a tent pole it got canceled it could still be hashtag save bebop they don't have a lot of and uh lost in space just had its final season so they don't have any major sci-fi co- that's the other thing i benched this oh, week i forgot uh, about that one yeah, it's good too. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I I mean, I'm seasons? probably biased, but I, yeah, three seasons, uh, 12 or 14 episodes long per season. So it's a, it's a, it's a quick binge, uh, but it's good. I, I don't know. Is it as good as the 97 movie? I mean, does it have Joey Tribbiani <laughs> space commander? <laughs> I want Matt LeBlanc somewhere in there. So hey, robot, I, what are you doing? <laughs> I wish I wish that was in there. I actually liked that movie. It was oh, I loved that movie. I loved that movie as a kid. I haven't seen it in God knows how long, but wasn't Gary Oldman uh Dr. Bad, Smith? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was great. I mean Gary Oldman's always great. Um yeah. freaking uh my heart with Lacey Chabert to yes. my young Tony Hart. Oh my god. Oh yeah. 
Um, another one that I don't know if you guys watched it at all, but uh, uh, Meg, I don't think I even told this to you, or I don't know if you've heard about it. AP Bio was canceled. (gasps) What? The final season, yeah. Yeah. So canceled twice. It originally got canceled from NBC, then they pushed it off to Peacock, the streaming service, and they canceled it again. That really makes my heart hurt. Yeah, that's a bummer. I I mean, it's it's a show that that wasn't. It's very episodic. Mm-hmm. um so it's not like no they left on this amazing cliffhanger but it's just a feel-good fun wacky show um, if it if it helps at all it's always something in philadelphia premiered their 15th season mm-hmm. being the longest you know live action sitcom and it's pretty good oh, i yeah. think uh, four episodes are out now and each one is very entertaining and did so they recently like sign a didn't they recently sign a new contract that's giving them multiple more years yeah, I, I think they're through like season 18 they're signed up for. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. This season's actually going to be short. There's only, only going to be like nine episodes or something, probably because it was shot, you know, during the, the COVID pandemic. But I hope they do more because that was so far this season is on a really good track. Yeah. Yeah, I think releases are still kind of wobbly like either delayed or like shorter seasons because of producing around COVID and everything like for a while there we thought like oh next year will be you know normal again and things will (laughs) be working running like clockwork again the new (laughs) nope and then we're in our like fifth uh, fifth wave right now Jesus yeah uh speaking of things that are having uh you know interruptions and false starts uh did you see that um disney's star wars hotel so they i guess they released a video i didn't see it before it got taken down but apparently there was an intro like trailer video or or promotional video for the star wars galactic star cruiser hotel um and that whole experience the kid from the goldbergs was on there um and some of the, I think, uh, I forget who the other person was, like a, a Disney Imagineer or something. But they took you on a little tour of what the hotel is going to be and everything. And it was apparently immediately shat all over by the internet. They're like, this, this bullshit is like the $5,000 experience per night or whatever. Yeah, like, I guess it was like just so like because they were they apparently they they took you around the like little like bar area with uh with a twilight dancer i guess <laughs> um but she's like just standing in the middle of this totally blank floor everything looks very like shoddily put together like it's just very like bland like there's nothing to it and I guess this was their big promo video and they're all excited to release and it got shot all over by the internet and was immediately removed by Disney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess they've had uh, quite a few cancellations and <laughs> I guess everybody's wondering like, what the hell happens now? Where but, was the hotel going to be? Was this a Florida hotel? Yeah. yeah. This is okay. Disney world. Yeah. Disney world, Florida. And it's, you know, it's supposed to be this whole immersive experience where you, you it's, kind of like the kind of like i was describing to todd last time the um uh the rise of the the resistance ride at disneyland which was amazing and you know they take you on board this shuttle which then you know it feels like star tours you're you're feeling 
the motion of being launched into space and this little like escape shuttle. And then you get uh, transported onto or tractor beamed onto a star destroyer. So I guess this was going to be a similar sort of like fully immersive yeah. experience from it's, the r- arrival. Yeah. It's called the star star Wars galactic star cruiser hotel. Mm-hmm. And all like all the windows are like just screens where you see shots out into space and it's very like it's like a bunk in a star cruiser and then all of the 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 decor is like the hallways are dressed up like the hallways on a star wars show or star wars starship and then you have like the bar looks like a cantina but it's all like as tony's describing like shitty and shoddily done (laughs) yeah i guess there wasn't the enough polish on there i don't know maybe it just looked like so bland because it's just uh, like you know there's no guests there yet there's nothing really to show and none of the immersion i don't know i didn't see the video i just like was reading the you know, the reports about it later, but yeah, people were very, very underwhelmed. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. Wow. Besides how much time are you actually spending your, in your hotel room after going to Disneyland? Like you're going to Disneyland, you're there till nine, 10 o'clock. You might get dinner afterwards and then you go pass out in your hotel room and then wake up and you go back to the park or go home. Like how much time are you spending in that hotel room to pay $5,000 a fucking night? Mm-hmm. I guess maybe for people, for people who are coming from like across the world or across the country where this is like uh, once in a, you know, a very great while or possibly once in a lifetime trip or something, then they spring for like the big fancy hotel experience and spend the time at the pool and, or whatever there is to do there. Probably people with big families. So, you know, the kids can do something. So well, well, you're not taking a fucking family. To that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not rich, weird people who are going to spend 5k a night <laughs> on a freaking. I don't care if it says star Wars on it. I'm not pulling that out of my ass. No, thanks. <laughs> I'm not paying 5k a night to go hang out at the, uh, at the, the star cruiser bar and drink a, Five hundred dollar blue milk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. But hey, in other Star Wars news, Todd, you were uh, well. You and the rest of the internet was trying to tell me that uh, Rogue Squadron was dead. That uh, there was these rumors, uh, reports saying that uh, Patty Jenkins was uh, her whole. Not only did she drop out of the Rogue, Rogue Squadron movie, but that it was uh, supposedly dead because of creative differences or something it was a combination of creative differences and <clears throat> scheduling conflicts okay well it seems that uh, scheduling conflicts must must have been the uh the main piece of the deal because uh it came out last week that uh, patty jenkins actually dropped out of her cleopatra movie with gal gadot to focus on rogue squadron and wonder woman 3 so I guess she's stretching herself too thin. Yeah, she's stepping back. She's no longer directing, writing, and producing the Cleopatra. I believe she's just producing it. Um, So that frees her up to go back to her Rogue Rogue Squadron duties. Yeah, but I guess as the the rumors take hold on the internet, they they had to 
come back and make a big deal about like, no, 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 it's very much in the works. It's happening. Because <laughs> we still don't have any Star Wars films on the horizon. It's like we've got TV shows, but we have no films coming anytime soon. Yeah. It's okay. We can wait. We don't, we don't want to overload on Star Wars movies. Just, I mean, that was I, their mistake to begin with. They're like, we're going to pump out a Star Wars movie. We're going to shit one out every, every year. year. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But I mean, it's just surprising considering how consistent Marvel is right now with pumping out, even in the delayed world, pumping out like two to three uh, upwards of four and five movies a year. And they're, they have that like in the pipeline for the next 10 years um, that we still can't get like a decent star Wars flick. I mean, the last good star Wars flick we had was rogue one and that was five years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still okay with, with star Wars being a once in a while special thing, like take your time with it, make sure you get it right. Cause I mean, even might be blasphemous to say as much as I'm the MCU fanboy, but even now I'm finding myself like winding down on the MCU stuff. Like I'm not rushing to the theater to see Eternals. I'm, I'm waiting for, waiting for streaming on that. Like I, you know, I used to be like, you know, we're going to go, we're going to go see every single one in the theater. And now I'm kind of like picky choosy. Like, Oh, what is it? Yeah. It's it's the new phase. You're not invested yet. Yeah. Not invested. Like nobody, nobody outside of diehard comic fans knew anything about Eternals. Nobody outside of hard, I wouldn't say diehard, but hardcore comic fans knew Shang-Chi. So the, the new phase, while it's, it's, it's interesting and it's doing more than the originals did. It's Mm -hmm. still somewhat unknown territory for Marvel. So, yeah. Though I did, I did, Jumped to the theater for Shang-Chi, and I'm very glad we did that, because that was good times. That um, being said, Spider-Man this weekend is going to blow the fuck up. Uh-huh. We have yeah. our tickets already, so... <laughs> oh, you got tickets? Nice. Yeah. yeah taking, I, the, taking the girls? No, we haven't really put them into the whole Marvel series yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they really like it. They aren't thinking of, like, action and, and stuff like that. So maybe one day we'll try them. Maybe even from the beginning, show them Iron Man one and see how they take it and go from there. But have they watched Star Wars yet? They have. We had a movie night and I had them watch a new hope, which got kind of mixed, mixed reviews. So one of these (laughs) days I need to show them empire and that'll be the real test. See if they like, you know, the best one or not and go from there. Yeah. (laughs) I think if I remember right, empire is the one that grabbed me. Like that's uh, the earliest memories of watching star Wars at home. I remember watching empire, not, not a new hope. The only kind of sad thing is that they already have the book, uh, good night, Darth Vader. Mm. So they already know the big, uh, the big (laughs) twist is coming. So they'll be like, yeah, is that what I knew that like two years ago that he was his dad. Like, what is that a surprise? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> we'll just kind of go from there. Maybe they oh, forgot. Wow. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of surprises and Spider-Man, so well, I mean, depending on where where you stand on the fantasy, of uh, probably ninety percent of the internet is like, oh, of course we knew this was happening, or they were trying to will it into existence, just as we were here. Uh, Kevin Feige confirmed that. Charlie Cox is still the MCU's daredevil. Yay! And the the way the wordage the 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 verbiage he used is hilarious because they're not coming out and say 
Charlie Cox starring as Matt Murdock slash Daredevil in Spider-Man Far From Home or No Way Home. They said, should any Daredevil content come in the future, we will be inviting Charlie back. (laughs) (laughs) It will be played by Charlie Cox is what they said. Right. And but the 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 lady sitting next to him, who is the executive producer for most of the Marvel content alongside of Kevin Fahey, Mm. is just laughing the entire time. (laughs) It's like the worst kept secret. (laughs) Yeah. I mean we've already had the leaked photos, so we know it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and need to see if uh, Vincent D'Onofrio will make his return as Kingpin. Oh, he is oh. absolutely coming back as Kingpin. It's uh, either you. You say you've only watched the first episode of Hawkeye. I have. I've seen a couple like pictures that show like you know a Hawkeye with a small child or uh, what's supposed to be Kingpin. I think with a small child or something like that. There's they haven't oh. up to the series. But me and Todd are caught up with this series. There's two more episodes to go. They haven't come out and revealed him, but. Heavily suggest it's heavily hinted at. Right. Okay. That, that 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 hand is heavily hinted that it is it yeah. is that is a that is that looks like a very D'Onofrio D'Onofrio hand. And yeah. D'Onofrio has very has been very vocal on Twitter, like retweeting things about Hawkeye and congratulating actors that are on Hawkeye, and he has not done that for any of the other Marvel shows. <laughs> so we shall see. Yeah. yeah and and in the comics he is very heavily involved in echo's story yeah so okay cool speaking of both spider-man and hawkeye there was a trailer for uh spider-man across the spider-verse oh yeah part one yeah meaning there's, there's gonna be a part two so um, at least two yeah so that looked awesome. Just a quick little teaser trailer. And also, it I did not know this. That version of Gwen Stacy is played by Haley Steinfeld, who is Kate Bishop on Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. And it's then just all uh, of Spider-Man 2099 yeah. is voiced by Oscar Isaacs, who's going to be playing Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just another another set of double roles of all these Marvel people. Yeah, lucky bastards. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 coming October next year. God, I hope if they're animating them back-to-back, then I can't imagine. If they're animating them back-to-back, I can't imagine it taking very much longer for Part 2 to come out. It'll probably be the following holiday season, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah um supposedly there's uh, there's rumors going around that we're going to get a strange two trailer before the end of the year um that is possible but uh, i think they might delay or push back because apparently strange two is also going through some major reshoots too right Mm. now so it ended principal photography a while ago but it's going through some reshoots um Oh, on that same sort of line, the rumors versus confirmation. Uh, there was all those rumors flying around about uh, Letitia Wright um, and her future or lack thereof in the MCU. She's mm-hmm. she's still uh, recovering uh, from her injury on the set of Black Panther 2 or Wakanda Forever. Um, but because of her public 
anti-vax status, things like that, uh, which I think she's since apologized for um, her previous comments and whatnot. But uh, there was a lot of rumors flying in the last past uh, couple weeks that like, oh, they're they're kicking her out. Um, but apparently not. There was an official announcement that she'll be back to set in January. So January, February, I forget which one they said, but like nothing's (laughs) calm down. Nothing is fucked, dude. (laughs) So did they walk back their policy or did she walk back her wacko beliefs or did they come to some sort of financial compromise? Don't know. Who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe if you're not vaxxed, you have to get tested on the regular or something. I don't know. That's that's possible. That's one of the common, like, what's going on now? Yeah. Yeah. Compromises. Yeah. 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 You have to get daily testings. Yeah. Um, back on the TV show side, Secret Invasion, Kobe Smulders confirmed to return as Maria Hill mm-hmm. slash Aunt Robin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Real, Mar- I mean, and that's weird that that news came up and then suddenly on my like Instagram feed the like discovery page like on the reels i started getting like a bunch of how i met your mother clips like <laughs> what the fuck is up with this <laughs> uh, i'm glad they kept her in like she's always kind of been a very light like side character but they include her just enough where it's like oh yeah it adds more to the the universe and in the comics if i recall in a lot of the comic runs she takes over for nick fury eventually as the head of shield yes. right she uh, does. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah Okay. I think she's currently the modern head or head of Shield in most runs right now. Yeah, he kind of retires or go off, goes off and does his own thing. Have they ever killed him in the comics? I don't Multiple know. Multiple times. Oh, okay. I guess that I mean, that's should expect that standard play. Like eventually, eventually you die, eventually you come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, <laughs> Todd, we were chatting over in the land of the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm we're all getting all caught up on that andrew do you watch those at all any of the walking dead shows uh i watched the core one for like the first two seasons and then it was just kind of more of the same and got burnt out on it really quick and never really felt the need to return that's so for, I, that's that's me exactly yeah, yeah. i'll so still like watch them oh go ahead yeah, i never ventured just into the other spinoffs either like fear the walking dead or i think there's one other one right at least uh yeah the world beyond which yeah. they it was a short run series they did two seasons and they they ended it it was it's kind of like a in-between filler like giving you another part of the world and they're all it appears that they're they're bringing this all together in a zombie end game sort of way <laughs> okay so they've got the core series which has i think another two years to go they're like but giant if you, two if you only watched if you only watched the first two seasons just leave it at that those were the best two seasons <laughs> yeah I, I have no need i feel like i've i i know a couple things of what happened like they had you know the whole like death scene with the baseball bat and negan and that was kind of iconic even from the comics and yeah but i don't know just nothing's really compelled me to want to go back to it yeah i would i would recommend if you have any interest i would recommend fear the walking dead because that got surprisingly good they uh they had a sort of soft reboot at season four i believe it was they had and soft it, reboots <laughs> it, yeah it took off in a different direction and it became this like kind of wild like zombie western sort of 
I think we've talked about this before on here. And then, um, and now it's kind of a fallout ish, uh, uh, post nuclear zombie apocalypse Western. It's nuts. <laughs> so the story's had a, a ton of twists and turns and everything, but it moves a lot faster than the the core show. Um, which was a big complaint of people who got bored of the core show. It was like, oh, they just like drag on forever. Um, but one of the big things, the reason I brought it up, because me and Todd were talking about this earlier, um, the the original main character, one of the original OG characters was um, Madison Clark, who was the mom of this family that they followed in the very beginning, uh, played by Kim Dickens, awesome actress. And they effectively killed her off in that in the midst of that season four reboot you you don't see a body but you get this big dramatic story told in flashbacks of the other survivors of over how the course she, of a whole fucking season by the way yeah how she saved the day by sacrificing herself and like ran into a fire and like brought brought the horde to her so everybody else could get away so they made it a big dramatic exit for her um, but what but what was different is you never saw her die you never see a body and in the walking dead world mm-hmm, that means yeah. you don't really die right so it was announced that uh number one that they are renewed for a season eight and also that she is going to return to the show um and actually in the back half of season seven they're, they're on their winter break right now so they'll be back in april but she's going to be back. And specifically the announcement said as a regular cast member. So it's not just cameos. Yeah. yeah, Me and Todd were were talking at first, like I'm suspecting it's going to be like, uh, like little cameos here and there flashbacks or she's the, one of the only original characters that's survived now is uh, her daughter, Alicia, who's uh, one of the main characters. And now she's kind of leading her own tribe of people and stuff. And so I was thinking, oh, okay, she's going to have like flashbacks to her mom, like maybe even talking to her. Yeah, like I think she's dad, just going to be psycho. ghost dad version or something, sort of like idea. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Funny story. Yeah. Uh, when I first, or when they were first showing off The Walking Dead, someone had a story like, oh, like, you know, it takes place, I believe, in LA or the West Coast, right? That's the Fear of the Walking Dead. So. Fear the Walking Dead, yeah. Like, how'd you get it to look so realistic out in LA? And whoever producer was like, oh, we just kind of cleaned up the city a little bit. We just made it look nicer. And now it looks like a zombie apocalypse because it's out <laughs> in LA, which is awful. Yeah, but we didn't want it to look too thing. we didn't want it to look too depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. Um the very interesting part of that uh, the world beyond show um so that one focused on um like a small group of actually kids teenagers like young adults right yeah yeah yeah. so there's this militant group this civil uh civil republic i think they're called um in the walking dead verse that's kind of like a new society trying trying to bring back society real build society and they're very militant like the, the their military is kind of runs the place um and there's been small run-ins with them in the main show um, and also in Fear the Walking Dead as well. So it seems like they're all like these dis- different groups are all slowly starting to come together, interact with each other. Um, but this is the first uh, World Beyond was the first glimpse into like inside that society and these kids who kind of rebel and realize like these guys are 
like fucking Nazis. <laughs> and, uh, and so we got to get out of here and like warn the rest of the world and all this stuff. Um, but that the very end spoilers for anybody who's interested in uh, walking dead verse in general, but the, the world beyond finale series finale had this like end teaser, a very, a very Marvel esque, like end credits scene. Um, and it was these scientists in a lab in France, apparently somewhere because they're speaking French the whole time. Uh, some, some lady scientist is like scrambling to copy hard drive data and stuff. And, um, and some guy with a gun walks in and there's this like tense conversation between them and through the dialogue, they don't explicitly say it, but it's hinted heavily that that's where the virus began, that it was an accidentally man-made thing. I was going to say, um, did they develop a cure or something? But okay, that's the progenitor of it all. That's the patient I, zero area. Yeah, there's like, uh, there's blood writing on the wall, blood splatter writing on the wall in French. And when it's translated, it's actually like the uh, the dead are born here or something like that. Oh, okay. And in the conversation, the, the guy ends up shooting her. He ends up killing her like revenge because she's she's ranting about like trying to save everyone or whatever. And, and the guy yells at her like, save people like save the world like you you started this mm. and so very heavily hinted that like they they caused the outbreak that's what it started. So, okay. so that's a new facet to it because i don't think they ever touch on any sort of like origin in the comic and in the show they only did at the very first season there was like they rick and his original crew stumble on into the the cdc and there's a cdc scientist there who kind of starts to touch on like, oh yeah, we found this like some sort of biological entity that like latches onto the brain or something. And then they kind of like completely scrub that. Like, like let's pretend that never happened. They never talk about it ever again. It never goes back to it. Yeah, <laughs> and, I like that because I actually read the comics for a long time too. And I thought that, that was a cool mechanic that like basically everyone in the world now has some form of like the virus and they're just waiting to die and then you're going to zombify. Right, so, yeah. But that was a nifty thing. Yeah, it's like we're we're all already infected. It's just yeah. you know you die and that's what happens. We are the Walking time. Dead. Yep. Ah. Yeah. That's actually a big splash page in one of the 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 big comic lines. The, the one of the comic issues. I forget which one, but it's Rick kind of like has this like he blows his top and he's like yelling at everybody. He's like, "Don't you get it? We are the Walking Dead!" And it's this really awesome like iconic splash page of him. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, in other uh, in other apocalyptic TV show news, <laughs> this was awesome. Uh, the Last of Us TV show is filming right now, mm-hmm. um, and they it was announced they cast. I guess it was a recast for some reason. The original actor had to drop out, but in the first game, there's a character named Bill who's kind of. Uh, He's kind of gone off the deep end. He's a survivalist. Well, I mean, everybody in this apocalypse is a survivalist, but he's this guy who's just kind of um, closed himself off to this this town. Like he's the only person in this small town that's still alive and he just lives there by himself and the whole place is set up with like handmade traps and stuff to keep the the zombies out and whatever. And oh, he's Morgan from, first, from season three or season four. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of gone off the deep end and he's just holed up with a bunch of like traps laid out everywhere. 
the person they i forget who the original cast member was but they had to bow out for scheduling conflicts or whatever nick offerman has replaced oh, yes. him <laughs> he's gonna make all the traps himself on set too he said he's gonna oh, yes, he will. personally create everything <laughs> no, i don't know he yeah. will hand whittle them all out of <laughs> yes he's got his lathe out and he's good to go uh-huh Man, if anybody could survive a zombie apocalypse, it's going to be Nick Offerman. Oh, I mean, yeah. He makes fucking boats with uh-huh. his hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That'd be great. We got to go. The horde's coming. And he's just sitting there, like, whittling a chair. <laughs> fine. Yeah. I'll take care of it. Uh, be great. Uh, let's see. Did either of you guys watch that South Park special, the first South Park Paramount special to come out? Not yet. So that's the, it was the post-COVID special where, I mean, the joke is like it takes place like literally 20 years in the future <laughs> because that's how long it takes for COVID to pass <laughs> and, the, and the gang coming back together. But Meg and I watched it and we were surprised to realize that we didn't know it was uh, actually a, to be continued. It was, it ends on a cliffhanger pretty abruptly and it turns out it's a part one. And then they officially announced just this past week or so, uh, part two return of COVID, which comes out on this, excuse me, comes out on the 16th. Well, I shouldn't say anything. I don't want to do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just watch it. It's fun. Okay. Yeah, man um what else do i have any other news uh the boys i don't think we still don't have a solid season three air date for the boys i think they're still doing the youtube uh shorts from the Vought Vought news network news. yeah little Vought network specials yeah but they did announce amazon announced uh, an eight episode spinoff they already have a spinoff in the works another like it was like a uh, um like teenagers or, or like college age superheroes at like yeah. a, a like a school for superheroes whatever um but there's also going to be an animated <laughs> anthology series eight episodes called diabolical <laughs> and uh just like a little little anthology series just to play with other like little random one-off stories interesting yeah I wonder what they'll do. I mean, I'm very excited for the boys season three because I really enjoyed both those first seasons, but yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I don't think they have any uh you know, still no season three air date, but it'll be coming. It's gotta be sometime next year. And let's see. Um fans of the OG Batman animated series. Cause I mean, who isn't? I mean, why wouldn't you be? Yeah. Apparently, the some of the original cast is coming back. They're doing a audio drama series. Uh, Kevin Conroy, our beloved Batman, was uh, at a LA Comic Con last Saturday or two Saturdays ago. Um, they're talking about it. Uh, they're they've got one of the original writers for the show, Alan Burnett. Uh, they haven't announced who else from the original cast is coming but the uh, kevin conroy was saying they, they've got the script all laid out by the original writer he said it's great it brings back the original cast um they had a little like history of the batman panel at that comic con and uh oh he did hint that the the riddler is involved in a big way nice 
that's going to play into it all of the Batman coming out, with, which has, you know, the Riddler is one of the main antagonists. Maybe, yeah. I saw a weird headline saying that it might just be more rumor mill stuff, but supposedly there are two cuts of the film that they are test they are testing with audiences right now to see how they respond. Interesting. No, uh, yeah. but we're definitely not hurting for Batman projects right now. <laughs> Did you hear about uh, Studio Six Six Six? I know. This is a horror comedy movie this is coming out in theaters that apparently the foo fighters put together oh <laughs> what <laughs> yeah oh. they put out a little teaser it looks like it costs six cents <laughs> <laughs> but it's a goofy it horror costs co- six dollars and six cents yes um, but basically it's their own little like evil dead that they whipped up but it's like them it's the actual band playing themselves <laughs> in the studio just jamming out and then somehow evil forces get unleashed you see a quick shot of like dave Grohl with his eyes going like demon black and then somebody like floating in the background it just, it's, <laughs> it's their house of a thousand corpses i guess so yeah but it's uh yeah it has a full a wide theatrical release that's uh, coming in february i think it was and then, in addition to being everybody's uh, guitar uncle, Dave Grohl is now going to be a m- movie director. <laughs> sure, yeah. And and then as I was just like you know going down the Google rabbit hole with the Foo Fighters, looking at that, uh, have you heard, have you seen any of Dave Grohl's Hanukkah sessions? <laughs> no. So this, is, so this is a bit. I guess uh, if you go on the Foo Fighters YouTube, he's he's done it for at least the last two years. I saw, uh, um, but it's for you know for the run of Hanukkah, it's him and his buddy just uh, jamming out and doing random covers and making little videos out of him. But there, does he cover the Adam Sandler Hanukkah song? I don't know, but the first one I saw, the the first for Hanukkah night one this year was was Lisa Loeb's Stay. Oh wow! So it starts off with him. It's just Dave Grohl with the glasses and like a little flowery dress, and he's singing falsetto like you say. And then, but then like after a few lines or when he gets to the second verse or something, it just cuts to like the heaviest metal. Like it goes from like Lisa Loeb to death clock. (laughs) I only hear what I want to. (laughs) It's it's ridiculous and awesome. But he did that. He did, uh, he did uh, Blitzkrieg Bop from the Ramones. He did, he did a really good jump from Van Halen. That was actually a lot of fun. Um, he did he did freaking Copacabana. <laughs> it's, okay. It's just, it's Dave Grohl making the, the world a better place. Just, just go on the Foo Fighters YouTube and have fun. I mean, they released a fucking Bee Gees cover album. So why the fuck not? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, he's Anna. just doing whatever he wants. Uh huh. Meanwhile, the every video I see of I can I can never remember his name, but every video I see of the uh, the the bass player from the Foo Fighters is like he's like I can't believe I'm doing this shit 
I'm a punk icon. <laughs> I am a grunge icon and I'm doing fucking disco. <laughs> uh, great, I think that's all I got as far as uh, the geek news. Um, Meg was uh, very sad to hear today that Anne Rice passed mm-hmm. away. The, At eight uh, years old, I believe. Yeah. 80. Yeah. yeah. Was, uh, she died of complications from a stroke. Yeah. Yeah, I've read that. The um, interview with the vampire or the, the vampire chronicles, I believe that's the full thing. She's written a bunch of stuff, yeah. but the majority of her books are in the vampire world. Yeah. The smutty vampire romance novel world. Smutty, yeah. Wasn't the, didn't she do the, the erotic? The erotic. Oh, like, yeah super homoerotic feels in those books um but she did do um didn't she like, do the the sexy sleeping beauty yeah books just erotic fiction the taking of sleeping beauty the claiming of sleeping beauty it's, it's okay. actually kind of ironic because i was listening to, i was listening to an episode of critical role this morning and they literally bring up Anne rice especially in relations to like the smutty erotic uh novels that she wrote because they were describing a like a fantasy porn shop in the world that they were going to visit and the characters are like oh they're like Anne rice novels in here <laughs> <laughs> it's just all that's all they sell is just Anne rice novels. <laughs> but in 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 and as equally sad news uh nichelle nichols is uh officially not nope she's okay at the moment, Nichelle Nichols has officially announced her retirement from all appearances and uh, and all of that due to health complications. She is in extremely poor health at the moment. Yeah, and, she, I think she's been going downhill for a while. Yeah, uh, apparently her dementia is yeah. kind of... Yeah, the original Uhura. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently she's got like possibly dementia issues and uh, there's a legal battle over her conservator custody or... I can't, I don't oh, okay. know exactly what it is, but uh, yeah, so she uh, had her final appearance at a Comic-Con this weekend at uh, age 88. Wow. Damn. That's always rough when you hear about those like legal battles and stuff. Like when Stan Lee was in his yeah. uh, last years, there was some big debacle between like his old caregiver and his, and his, um, uh, kids or something like that yeah his caregiver was straight up ripping him off like just taking money from him and like leaving him alone for for hours upon end when she's supposed to be like a live-in 24 7 caregiver jesus people yep hopefully by the time we're at that age you know um it's uh trusty robot butlers can uh wipe our asses and you know we won't have to worry about them i mean unless they flip the switch and like kill all of humanity then uh you know their their programming should be trustworthy and about 30 years we'll be living in water world anyway so it won't even matter kevin costner will save us (laughs) (laughs) we'll all be drinking our own urine (laughs) i just watched that on netflix a couple weeks ago it's actually not that bad it's not it's not as terrible as as people remember it to be we've we've had the water world conversation where i i give no apologies for for enjoying that movie 
<laughs> it's a solid flick. It's yeah. a solid flick. And then the the extended version. Um, I mean, if you have the patience for that long of a movie, it uh, it fills in the uh, the gaps a bit. It, it fills in the world and stuff more. Yeah. All right, guys. I think we're uh, long winded enough here. Unless anybody has anything to add. Happy holidays to everyone. If we don't do anything until afterwards, right? What, what That's right. Well, I guess now the twelfth. So. Oh. Yeah, it'd be the 26th. It'd be right after uh, right after Christmas. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy Chris Mahana Kwanzaa. There you go. Um, yeah. We've got Daddy our grievances at the poll. <laughs> We've got our yeah. <laughs> the Festivus poll. We've got our, our nerd tree up. Um, I posted a little Instagram story with it today. All of our absurd amount of of nerdy hallmark ornaments that we've collected over the years we uh, we don't really have any room for any more <laughs> i have my find room. <laughs> i have my charlie brown tree up with uh, instead of the little red ornament i have a darth vader ornament that i think meg gave me nice there you nice. go i didn't to know be honest you... though in fairness i think it's up 24 7 year round <laughs> so i don't know if i actually decorated <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's why I sent you when we were out uh, hunting for a couple of ornaments we saw. Um, I saw the Castle Grayskull one. That was pretty rad. Yeah. And uh, what else? I think they had... Uh, it was the Aluminum Falcon. Yeah, <laughs> the Aluminum Falcon they had there. It was literally just like a shiny chrome falcon. So it, I looked, it. it looked like a disco ball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there was a really cool Darth Vader one too, but yeah yeah that was just a solid vader there i'm um, always a fan of the ship ornaments though like yeah. i don't really care much for the character ornaments but the the like x-wings the tie fighters they they had a massive enterprise the og oh. enterprise and to go with it um the entire crew but it was the mirror verse crew so oh. it was spock with the evil goatee and everything it was kirk all with the it. open like green shirt but it like open no chest yeah yeah it was all that it's like wow that's a deep cut <laughs> yeah. i don't remember who did it but somebody uh one of the collectible companies put out an enterprise e that was fairly cheap actually it's like 30 or 40 bucks and it looked nice and i almost bought like three of them nice <laughs> uh all right guys let's call it and get out of here Thank you for joining, everybody. This is Tony. This is Todd. This is Andrew. And Meg. Oot. Have yourself a Murray. A Murray. <laughs> well, I said Murray. Have yourself Murray. a Bill Murray Christmas. <laughs> I thought we were all going to sing together there. I'm sad we didn't. No. <laughs> I, I would just leave the leave the leave the meeting as soon as that <laughs> you're gonna hear the cats like yowling <laughs> stay frosty guys <laughs> <laughs>